Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. It seems that today there are a lot of people that wish to infringe upon the will of other people that wish to sabotage their life, their liberty, their pursuit of happiness. And I wonder if now is one of the situations where, okay, well, maybe the ego, this is where the ego is meant to step up and kind of do its dirty work where, you know, this is where you, it's called upon because how do you resist the tyranny of the masses? How does one resist the uh, will of others which control you and wish to harm you? Is there any way you can do that without um, in a peaceful way or must you go into your ego and to put up a forceful resistance? No, you see, that's where I think people make a mistake. <clears throat> because uh, the more that you resist, uh, which you do out of fear, uh, as well as out of some self-righteousness, the more that the world resists back. Uh, and, and so you, you create a deadlock and uh, you create a situation where you, you will enter into the strong point of the enemy rather than their weak point. Their strong point is, is violence and attack and tyranny and oppression. And if you try to strike back with the same weapons, you can't win. You have to use the weapon of wisdom and of divine intelligence and love in order to defeat this enemy. And this was the teaching of all the classical religions, but we have now reached a secular age in which none of that is believed in, and people have no contact with that higher power any longer. But it's only when you have contact with that that you know how to work with the phenomenal plane. Because if you understand that this is a dream field, then the more that you identify with the dreamer rather than with a character in the dream, the more power you have. And so that's my suggestion. Don't resist from the space in which you have no freedom because there is no freedom or power within the dream. That's all constrained. But if you're the dreamer and if you're lucidly dreaming the world, then you can make changes that you cannot do from within the ego level of consciousness. Thank you. I love that. I love the idea of identifying with the dreamer. And I've interviewed three individuals who've talked about their near-death experiences. One individual said that when she had died, she actually merged in with the source. She said there was just one infinite consciousness. And there's another gentleman named Dr. Stephen Greer who mm -hmm. talks about there being one, talks about how you know, you're within. So to identify with the dreamer, to do that, what are two of the best methods to get there? Do you have to uh, fast? Do you have to meditate for a prolonged <laughs> period of time? How do you get to that point? Yes, I think meditation is the most direct way, but it's a meditation in which you have to flatline the mind. You have to reach a level of complete mental stillness and a turning within of your attention toward the source of your awareness. 
And when you have done that and you have literally stopped the flow of thoughts, you discover that that's all the world is, is a projection of thought. And the world literally disappears in light. It becomes what it really is, which is what the physicist David Bohm spoke about as the implicate order. You realize that the entire universe is based on an intelligence that's beyond time and space. It's not within time and space because they are just a projection and they're unreal. And you reach a level of eternal consciousness. That eternal consciousness is then able to act within the frame of reference of space-time and the apparent unfoldment of the explicate order, but it does it with the total knowledge of the implicate. And it does it without fear because there is a non-duality between that absolute state and the relative state. The finite is within the infinite. It's not outside of it. They are not two. So yes, it's true what you said, that God is one, or there's one infinite absolute consciousness, and all of us are manifestations or nodes of that one consciousness. When you've identified with that one consciousness, rather than with a finite sliver of it, then that power of wholeness is what enables you to act with great wisdom in which the whole is served. And because the whole is benign and, and is characterized by goodness and purity, we can understand everything that is happening in the world today that seems evil and dark and terrifying as actually a great blessing. And this is what the religions of old used to talk about when they, they, they spoke of this moment that we have now arrived at, which is the moment just prior to the apocalypse. We are in a rolling apocalypse right now. It's happening. It's growing every day. It's, it's increasing exponentially. But what does that actually mean? If you're identified with the body, it's terrible because bodies are being killed yeah. and, and, and deceived and destroyed and mutilated by all kinds of ways, not just injections, but now food shortage and soon nuclear war. If we see all this from the ego perspective, it looks like this is terrible. How could God allow oh, this? Yeah right? All of that. But if we understand that because the world is now suffering, because it has fallen into illusion, because uh, ever since the end of the 19th century when Nietzsche declared God is dead, and he did die in terms of a reality that people could access, God has come into the world as death. So we now have a world of mass death. But what death really is, as you just said to the, about these people with near-death experiences, it's a return to the source. It's a return to the light, to the bliss, to the beauty, and to the intelligence that can then redream the world as a heaven, as a paradise, as a beautiful place without any of the evil that's now in the world that's only here because we have fallen away from our true nature and we have acted out of illusion and out of fear and therefore out of aggressiveness as well. If we eliminate all of that, the world will appear again in its true pristine nature of beauty and goodness. But we have to recognize that we are already dead. We think we're alive, but if you go back and into the self, the real self is in the realm of death because it's nothingness. 
It's absolute nothingness. There's, there's the being that seems to be extended in space and matter, but the consciousness is absolutely without any objective reality. It's simply a, a container of all that appears in the dream, but it's emptiness. And th but that emptiness is more real than all of the objects in the world that the sensual uh, uh, modalities allow us to, to believe exist. They don't actually exist, but they're projections of that implicate order in which all of time and space are present in every moment. It doesn't unfold linearly. And when you're in that state of consciousness in which the mind has flatlined, you, you enter that eternal consciousness. And that's when real power is granted. Thank you for that wonderful answer. And love to get to that point. Just to um, say one thing is that talking about the darkness for this world, I find it very difficult to get to a point of inner peace specifically because of what is happening with children of today. I do not, I love animals. I, I don't, I'm a vegetarian and I don't want to harm any animals at all. And it's always difficult to see the way the animals are brutally killed, but the way yeah. the children are being sexualized today, the yeah. pure evilness upon them. I, that is a point where I just, I have not been able to transcend that and to become one with the spirit. I, I fall right into that um, anger tremendous anger wanting yeah. to do something about it so i always wonder okay if you are somebody who is not an active participant in the global death cult if you have love in your heart if you truly wish to be a part of a greater world why do people like that the points of attraction the source have to live in a reality where other people don't have those values why do they have to live in this uh, death cult reality and is there anything that people who don't support this, you know, this terrorizing of children and animals and darkness in the world. Is there anything we can do to accelerate the apocalypse to, to get it on faster so we can get to that beautiful reality? Yes, there is. In fact, that's a very beautiful uh, question because the, the more of us that enter into that singularity of divine light, the more power the light has to wash out the darkness. And, and then immediately eliminate the illusion of this world and all the evil that you have described so well, all of that will disappear because it is only a dream. When you wake up from the dream, it's gone. It doesn't actually exist. So let's say you dreamt last night of, uh, of children being abused and horrible things happening and you, it was a nightmare. When you woke up though, you realize, oh, it was only a dream. It's not like you have to go back in the dream and save those children. They're not really there. They were manifestations of consciousness. So all of the evil that exists as a projection in the world is there because we have had evil within ourselves. And it, and, and it appears as our karma to have to face that. When we recognize and we purify all the evil in our own minds, all of our own hidden sexual lusts, all of our own greed, all of our own desire to dominate and be in control and have power, when we have eliminated all of that and really surrendered to the light, the world looks totally different. 
And, and when enough of us do that, when a critical number do that, the entire morphogenetic field of the planet shifts. And, and this dream of Kali Yuga, of the dark Iron Age, disappears and a new dream of a Sat Yuga, a kingdom of heaven, if you will, a golden age, appears. And everything is different and beautiful. And there'll be no memory even of all the evil that we'll have, we have, have awakened from and we are in a new dream and the old dream is gone forever. That's what we can accomplish through realizing that we are the light. Not just seeking the light, not begging for it or just even praying for it, but realizing that we are in fact the light and the source of that power to shift the world. Claim that power fully and you will see that, the, that we will move from uh, the Iron Age into the next Golden Age very quickly without any suffering, minimizing it completely by our own having become free of it ourselves. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.